Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Paxton. I'm coming to you from a beautiful, sunny day in Traverse City, Michigan. And I want to read a couple of verses today. You know, we're living in a time where tension and nervous frustration runs at an all-time high in our world today. I, I don't know the exact causes of it. Perhaps it's the technology. Perhaps it's the stress of, of cultures that are clashing in our world today. And all different types of political persuasions but whatever the case might be tensions are running high right now in our world but the, but the Bible has some powerful things to say to it and and God never created us to live burdened down with tension and with care and with anxiety but there's a freedom that comes from the Holy Spirit when we follow Christ I want to read first of all Exodus 33:14, and this is the first key that we will find as we combat tension. My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Now, isn't that a powerful thought for you and I today as followers of Christ? The presence of God is an antidote for tension. The presence of God is an antidote for stress. And here's the cool thing about it. There's times in our lives where we might not feel like his presence is there. But if you're a believer, he dwells within you, so his presence is always with you. And what does the rest of that verse say? I will give you rest. So we don't need to run in this nerve-jangling pace until we become sick and and tired out and burned out and frustrated but we can just realize that the presence of God is with us and he gives us rest that is our first point in this little message on overcoming tension second point is found in Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 27 the scripture says this the eternal God is thy refuge we have a place that we can run we can run to god we can run into that presence we can run deeper into that rest that he has given us and underneath are the everlasting arms i like that phrase uh, in the hebrew everlasting arms because it means big strong arms that can never fail and in other words god will hold us up in the midst of every attack, in the midst of every uh, bondage situation, in the uh, every frustration, every moment of anxiety, God will hold us up because he has everlasting arms of strength that he extends to you and to me. And next, we find in Psalm 27, verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So I don't need to wonder where I'm going I have a light to my path. I'm not confused. I'm not lost. I'm not wondering what I'm going to do next. What am I doing? I'm trusting in God that he's going to direct my steps and my path, and he's going to light my way. Praise God. That gives you the confidence you need to live above fear and worry and tension and stress in the age that we're living in today. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Praise God. That word salvation means, it means being born again, but it also means saved from fear, saved from sickness, saved from disease, saved from stress. 
saved from poverty. God's going to make a way for you. Yes, he is. Salvation encompasses the whole H, a W-H-O-L-E, of the believer's life. The whole thing, brother. The whole gamut of this life we live. We are saved because of Jesus Christ. And then the scripture asks a question. Whom shall I fear? So today, I, I don't fear recession. I don't fear war. I don't fear terror. I don't fear lack. I don't fear family. I don't fear friends. I don't fear associations. I am not afraid. Why? Jesus. Jesus, he's the answer to everything. You've heard me say that many times, and I'm going to continue to say it as long as God gives me the breath. Praise God. And then the scripture says, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's Psalm 27 and verse 1. Now in Psalm 27 verses 13 and 14, listen to this cool verse of scripture. I had fainted. Or in other words, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So in other words, the psalmist is telling us, inspired by the Holy Ghost, he's telling us it may be bad today, and it may be rough today, but there's always hope for a better tomorrow. There's always hope. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not after I die and go to heaven and everything's going to be great then, and that's wonderful. Praise God for it. But today, in this world that we live in, we can see the goodness of the Lord. Not only can we, but we will see his goodness again. It bothers me sometimes. I even catch myself talking once in a while about the good old days. And there were some great times and some great moves of God and some great provision that God brought into our lives. But you know what? We're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living again. We're going to see it now. We're going to see it in this generation as God is raising up a revival movement that will cover planet Earth before the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. He said, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I was going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living one more time. Praise God. He said, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. You know, sometimes we all have a tendency to complain. And I'll just use an old country expression. We all have a tendency to whine about stuff, you know. But God says, don't be a whiner. Be a shiner. Don't be a crier. Get out there and, and watch God perform miracles in the lives of people. Sometimes all it takes is for you to open your mouth in a word of testimony. Sometimes all it takes is you and I sharing Jesus with someone who's hurting today to see God do a miracle. Glory be to God. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. That word, wait, doesn't mean just sitting around until God comes. No. It means like a waiter in a restaurant. So, in other words, we wait on the Lord when we praise His holy name. We wait on the Lord when we tell somebody about Jesus. We wait on the Lord when we pray for someone who's sick. And we, we're waiting on God to come and heal that person, to come and save that person. That is waiting on the Lord. He said, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. When you do these things, 
And I'm about to close this first part of this message today. But when you do these things, when you share your faith, when you have faith in God, that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living again, when you trust in the word of God, when you're out praying for people, when you're, when you're ministering to others, and I'm not talking about some preacher, I'm talking about every single Christian needs to be testifying and witnessing and praying for people. Hallelujah. When you're doing these things, what did it say? He will strengthen your heart. If you're just sitting around trying to be a Christian all by yourself and, and you ain't got no pastor and you ain't got no church and you're just sitting there by yourself reading your Bible, you know, you might be reading your Bible every day, you might be praying every day, but your heart's going to get weak because you need to take the steps that the Bible says to take, not the ones that you or I might decide we should do, but what the Bible says. Get out there, wait on the Lord like a waiter in a restaurant. Serve Jesus. Give money to the work of the Lord. Help others. Uh, pray. Intercede. Watch God put strength in you that will be equal to the times we're living in. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to faint if you don't get active in the business of Jesus in these last days. And we don't want no fainting Christians. God did not create us to faint, to tremble, and to be overwhelmed by tension. God did not create Christians to have nervous breakdowns. Praise God, we are victorious in Jesus. Let's read that again. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Don't be afraid, afraid to share your faith. Don't be afraid to pray for the sick. Well, what if they don't get healed? Well, you know what? Thank God you were able to bless them by your prayer. Sometimes I've prayed for people and God did not perform an instant healing, but maybe he healed them later. Or sometimes God didn't perform the healing, but they said, thank you for caring about me. So on and so forth. Wait on the Lord. Be of good strength. Don't be afraid to turn loose of that $20 bill for somebody who's putting Bibles into the hands of drug addicts and prisoners. Hallelujah. And preaching the gospel all over the world. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage and God will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. One more for today. Psalm 29, 11 says this. The Lord will. Now, I'm not hoping this is going to happen. The Lord will. I know it's going to happen. The Lord will give strength unto his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. I'm going to share something with you about Brother Paxton right now. Some of you are all ears, I can tell. One of my times of the least peace I have in my life is when I am driving, 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 going all across this country to preach the gospel, to be in meetings, to help support prison uh, outreach, whatever the case might be. And we drive thousands and thousands of miles to do just that every single year. And sometimes I can really lose my peace in certain situations on the road. But you know what? I've seen God, as I began to put my trust in Him and, 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 and vocalize my trust and hope in Him, I began to see God bring more and more and more of that peace into my life. You know what? You can have peace. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your problems are. And I'm not making light of those problems. Problems are real, but God is greater. I want to say that again as I close. Problems are real, 
but God is greater and tension is defeated by the cross of Jesus Christ. He said, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. It's not a matter of is God going to do it. It's just a matter of you get into the word, you get into church, you get lined up the way the Bible says you're supposed to be, and peace is just going to be dumped on you by God because he promised he would do it. So ladies and gentlemen, today from Traverse City, Michigan, it's a beautiful day here. And, and it's easy to have peace when things are going great. And it's easy to avoid tension when things are going great. But in your dark hour, I want you to know that God will never leave you and he will never forsake you. And he is there to defeat tension in your life, to defeat fear in your life, to defeat all of these things that are from the enemy in this nerve jangling age in which we live and you can walk out victorious, covered by the blood of Jesus, washed clean by the blood. And you can go forth and minister to others. And that's what I'm trying to get you to do. Because hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton. I'm coming to you today again from Traverse City, Michigan. The last time I came to you, I did part one of a little message how to overcome tension in our lives. We live in a world that's just filled with tension. Every time you turn around, you're, you're running into this problem or this obstacle or whatever the case might be. Technology has actually placed tremendous time constraints on our whole day. And it can just be overwhelming at times. But I want you to know that the Word of God has given us a prescription, if you will, just like a doctor gives you a prescription when you have a cold, the Word of God gives you a prescription on how to overcome the tension in your life. Praise God. And it all boils down to one word, a big word. Actually, we could say two words. Trust and faith. Faith and trust. Uh, I'm not going to go back through all the verses I read in the last part of the message. We're going to start with a couple of new verses here today. And the first one is Psalm 37 verses one through seven, right at the opening phrase of that passage. And I'm not gonna read all the way through those seven verses. I'm gonna pull highlights out of them. But the very first phrase that it opens with, the Lord says, fret not thyself. I mean, it's incumbent upon every one of us as followers of Christ to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us and train us to not walk around fretting over everything that we encounter in life. Now for me, that can be a real challenge because I'm predisposed to kind of do that. And so I know that and the Holy Spirit gives me personalized strategies just like he will for you to overcome fret, worry, concern, care. And, and we're not gonna go into this, someone would say, you know, there's a certain level of that that may be good. You know, we have to be concerned about some things, yes. But I'm talking about the tension of life that is hard on the physical body, hard on the mind, hard on the spiritual life of the believer. Uh, you know, just like basically, I don't have to be afraid of a semi to not go play in the road. I mean, I just know I don't want that truck to hit me, so I'm gonna stay out of the road. I don't have to be in fear to do that. And so I'm concerned about everyday affairs of life, but I don't have to let it make me sick and I don't have to let it dominate my thought life. Fret not thyself. Another phrase in that section of scripture says, trust in the Lord. You see, if you put your trust 
even in your job, I mean, I believe that you should go to work and do the best job you can possibly do. I believe you should care about your company. I believe that you should try to be a great employee because you're working as unto the Lord. But I don't trust that employment to help me make it through my life. God's using it that way, but my trust is in the Lord. And so I, I just keep the Lord in the foremost of my day, every day. And you can do that as you go about your daily chores and tasks. You can be in a spirit and an attitude of prayer. You can be trusting the Lord and the Lord can be speaking to you all day long. And you, at the end of that day, you're gonna lay down and you're gonna rest better that night because you weren't fretting over everything in your life. You were trusting in the Lord. And then the scripture says, commit thy way unto the Lord, rest in the Lord. So, so we're committing our life to, to the Lord and the way we live it. And then we're resting in the Lord and waiting patiently for him. Fret not thyself, it says it again. Anytime God says something twice, it's important. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. In other words, you'll see a lot of people out there who are making a lot of money and seem to be successful and they're not following the Lord. And here you are sometimes, you're following God, but yet you're running into obstacle after obstacle. Listen, don't fret over that. Trust in the Lord. God's making something of your life that is more than money or more than material success. And those are the true riches of life. The things that the Holy Spirit imparts to you is the true riches of your life, amen? And it says, uh, further, because of the man who brings wicked devices to passes, uh, to pass. So yeah, you can cheat and get ahead. You can lie and get ahead. But there's gonna be a payday someday. So don't fret yourself over that. And don't compare yourself to others in life because that creates tension. I'll tell you what I try to do every single day is compare myself to Jesus. Now, the first thing that does is show me how woefully inadequate that I am. And that's a good thing. Psychologists today would tell us that that's a bad thing, but it's not. It's good because what does that force me to do? When I realize, God, I, I, I can see what Jesus was. And, Man, I love Jesus, and he was the greatest person that ever walked the earth. He was God, but he was also man. And I want to be like him, but Lord, look what I do. Well, that forces me to trust him for his help in my life. And so it puts me in that place of trust, and it takes me out of that place of fret and worry and tension. Praise God. Another verse of scripture I want to read is found in Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 2. Behold God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Now fear tries to come to all of us, but this scripture can be a confession from your lips that will cause the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. How many of you realize today that the Holy Spirit comes upon His Word, the Word of God, with power? Let's say it again. Behold, God is my salvation. And that salvation is not just eternally, I'm going to heaven when I die, that's part of it. But God is my salvation from this worry trap. God is my salvation from this tension trap. God is my salvation from this financial difficulty, whatever the case might be. God is my salvation for the problems I'm having in my physical body. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. 
for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. You know that God wants to put a song in your heart today? Hallelujah. One of the greatest ways to relieve the stress and tension in your life is to sing unto the Lord. I will praise you, Lord. I will worship you. God, you're so beautiful. God, I love your name. God, I thank you for the blood. To praise and to sing before the Lord will relieve tension and stress in your life. But Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. I want to leave you with that thought today. And it looks like there will be a part three to this message on how you and I can walk free of tension in this nerve jangling age in which we live. What did we cover today? Let's work at trusting the Lord with every fiber of our being and laying aside fretting and worrying. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to put a song in our heart and let it come out your mouth. I mean, you, you need to sing sometimes like nobody's listening. And if you want to, just go right out, out in the woods by yourself or in your house while you're washing dishes or whatever the case might be. But sing before the Lord and express your heartfelt praise to Him. It'll relieve tension in your life and it'll help you to see Him in all of His glory and all of His power. He is your salvation, friends. He wants to save you not only for heaven when you die, but he wants to save you from worry and from stress and anxiety and, and all of that making you sick in the here and now. So from Traverse City, Michigan, part two of our little uh, devotional series on overcoming tension, this is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, go with God and he will go with you. Bless you. Hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton. Today, Angie and I have taken a drive on our way back home to Traverse City. We stopped off here at West Shore Community College. Uh, I remember this old bridge. I came here to school in 1987-88. I took a few credits. Angie actually got an associate's degree from West Shore. And for some reason, I remembered this old bridge. It's kind of worse for wear nowadays. And we just saw a little deer over there that we might have a picture of, a little fawn. It's just a beautiful place out in the country. And uh, I wanted to conclude our little teaching on victory over tension and stress from this location. You know, in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, the Bible tells us it's in Him, God, it's in Christ Jesus that we live and move and have our being. And so my question to myself many times has been, okay, if he is the author of it all, if he is the finisher of it all, then what's left for me to sweat out about going from point A to point B? Yeah, there's gonna be some rocky times in there, but you know what? We know we're gonna to get to our destination because God has ordained it that we do. Also in Romans chapter 12, verse two, the scripture says, be not conformed to this world. Now see, that's why a lot of Christians are stressing out these days. It's because they look like the world, they act like the world, they think like the world, they feel like the world. They basically just live like the world and they are conformed to the way things are going in this world. We're not citizens only of this planet. We are, but we are citizens of heaven. That's our true home and that's the drumbeat that you and I march to as believers. And if we can, the more that you and I can attune our hearing to heaven, the less tension we will have in our lives.
So it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, there's a transformation that took place in all of our lives when we gave our heart to Christ. We were transformed. We became new creations. This is a different type of transformation. It goes along with that salvation experience, but this renewing of the mind is something that we do on a daily basis in our sanctification process. And how is the mind renewed? Two things. First of all, only the Holy Spirit can truly change the way we think. And, the, and the, what the Holy Spirit chooses to work with is the Word of God. And so as we begin to get into the Word of God and know God and hang out with Him, spend time in prayer, get to know who He is, get to know about Him, the Holy Spirit little by little changes us until we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that takes us out of the realm of tension and worry and stress as we live our daily lives. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we can see there that God wants to teach you and me how to think like Jesus. And it's not so much that he even teaches us how to do it, he does it in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And little by little, hopefully, you know, at the end of our road, we're thinking more like Jesus than we were at the beginning of our road. I remember I was saved when I came here to West Shore Community College, but I'll tell you, in some ways, I was a hot mess. And in some ways, my mind was not that renewed to be the mind of Christ. And I'd like to think that in the last 31 years, that's about what it's been since I've been here, in the last 31 years, God has done some work on me. You see, it's a progressive situation that we live every day. And so is getting victory over tension, over worry, over stress, over fear, and all the other forces that are at work in the times that we live in to take us down. And Satan wants to take the faith of every believer. But you and I have weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but mighty to, to God for the pulling down of strongholds. Also, it says uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, and this is how we'll close this little mini-series of devotions. Be careful or anxious for nothing. You can say it this way. Don't be full of care and don't be anxious. What does that mean and how in the world, Brother Lynn, can I do that? Well, to be full of care must mean that I have not obeyed Peter when he said to cast my care over onto the Lord. So if I cast it off, I don't have it anymore. And little by little, again, through the process of living for God, I learn how to just do that real quickly to where it doesn't build up on the inside of us. You know that tension can make you sick. And that's why the Lord made provision for all of that. Cast your care upon me. I care for you, God said. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, you got to be a thankful person if you're going to defeat tension in your life. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds 
through Christ Jesus. There is a connection, ladies and gentlemen, between the heart, the mouth, and the mind. And that needs to be totally superintended by the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it will be the more that we yield control over to Him. So from this beautiful place, West Shore Community College, this old bridge, I want to just encourage you to take the time to slow down in your life, pray, read the Word of God, go to church and fellowship with God's people, seek God's way of doing things and His way of understanding, and let the Lord transform your life. The bottom line to having victory over tension is for the Holy Spirit to change who we are. You see, God's not going to change. And I got news for you. The world is not going to change. Circumstances may or may not change. But we can change. We can be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ, looking more and more like Him every day. And that is the, the way to victory, the pathway to victory over tension and over stress as we live in this world that we're in. This is Evangelist Len Paxton saying, go with God and He will go with you. Bless you.